everyone, and welcome to another episode of Loving Your Life. This is Dola, your host. You know, last week I talked about uh, the difference between, um, really, I, I talk about this all the time in the context, particularly of selecting a prepper career. Um, you know, you, are you dealing with the uh, knowledge of your true self or are you operating under some sort of false uh, self um parameters that are dictating your choices, which, which in essence will never, you know, uh, lead you to happiness and success because you want to be able to, um, to choose in accordance with what you truly came here for, which I identify as your authentic selves. And, um, I just wanted to, you know, use one more session of, um, loving your life to talk about what specifically I am speaking uh, when of what what am I what am I speaking about when I make that distinction between the true self and the false self? Okay, there are a number of authors uh, that have written about this in some way, shape, or form, but essentially it is this: the false self is all that is attached to the ego identification, the ego structures of. You know, as I said in my book, your ranks, rank, uh, your name, rank, and serial number. I mean, even your name is of the ego, right? Your body is of the ego. Your, um, you know, the 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 way you came in here, to whom you came. You know, did you come to rich parents? Did you come to poor parents? All of that is part of the ego's structure. Um, like I said, your name, you're just, you know, and, and a lot has to do with uh, how we identify ourselves. You know, do we do we think of ourselves in relation to other people as poor or rich or, you know, tall or short or fat or skinny? It's all those body identifiers that really are part of the false self, because who you truly are, and I speak about who you truly are often. And sometimes I think people think it's a little esoteric, but it's not. It's really not. It's ego identification is all of this earth, of this time here. And we all know we're not about this time here. You know, life is 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 rather brief and um and we're here for a purpose. You know, Michael Singer who who wrote who wrote a great book called The Untethered Soul, um he says, you know, you, you, you came here for a purpose. Don't you want to find out what that is and get right to it instead of, you know, fumbling around and, and doing things that are really sort of almost, uh, you know, avoiding the inevitable, but not only that, but avoiding getting right to being happy. You know, he, he says your, your time is limited and you're supposed to be using it for something meaningful. Meaningful to me means happy. You know, because when I'm doing what is meaningful to me, um, that is operating under my authentic self, uh, then I am a happy person, right? And all the, like I said, things that are attached to ego, making more money, being prettier, being taller, being skinnier, all those things, they really mean nothing. I know in this world, we think it does. And we all know deep inside that it doesn't mean anything that, you know, all the comparisons that we make, whether, you know, it's it's even in our society today with respect to, um, you know, uh, the things that I thought we dealt with back in the 50s. And I talked about this before in my, on my show, you know, the things of prejudice and separation and, you know, 
I'm this and you're that, all those identifiers that make that lull us into this sort of like crazy um, comparative um, separation uh, stuff are all nonsense. They really are. You know, we're human beings. And so we have those kind of, um, you know, uh, issues uh, to, to address. But once we get there and we address them, we could kind of put them in the rear view mirror and say, you know, that's BS. And I, it's not about all that. It's about me uh, having an authentic uh, presence in my t- during my time here, and what does that mean uniquely to me? And so I think that once we discover what that is, we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to the world to do that which I came here to do, and that I call my authentic self. My authentic self is not of the ego structures that I you know identify with after I, I say after age five because I think that up to about you know. We come into the world and, you know, someone, one of the authors um, said that, you know, we, I think it's um, the priest, uh, the Franciscan priest, Richard Rohr, who said that, um, you know, your real self is the face you had before you came here. And um, (laughs) that's, that's how I kind of think of it is, 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 it's really what you came here to do. It has nothing to do with how you manifested physically you know, you needed a body to get here to, you know, perform in what what way you had to. But that's not, you know, your body and how you came, you know, how you show up physically doesn't have anything to do with your authenticity. So um, I think that, you know, knowing that, you know, knowing that the ego and the, the physical self, the psychological self, it's separate and apart from your authentic self. So once you get to that truth, that true self will lead you to who you, you know, your uh, Richard War says, you know, it's in your inherent dignity. It's what doesn't go away. Um, all of the ego structures, the things that I talked about earlier, uh, those are the things that will die. Those are the things that will go away. They will end. They will have an expiration date. Who you truly are will will be forever. That that energy that you are, that true authentic self, will be here, will be in existence for all time. And that is what I believe. And that I guess that's the point I was trying to make um, last time when I talked about um, uh, the, you know, when I alluded to the false self and the and the and that the personality is coming is is here. It, the personality is part of the ego structure too, uh, but it's when it's it, it, Gary Zukav, the, the author of the Seed of the Soul, says, you know, when the personality is meeting the evolution of the soul when the personality comes to serve the uh person the evolution of the soul that is um perfect you know that is to me uh and obviously to him and many other people um is 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 what you came here for it's for that personality that body that ego structure to serve the evolution of that soul because the soul never will die will never die so, um, and, and I, I just wanted to clarify that because I feel as though sometimes I bring up these things and then I re-listen to them and I think I'm not clear enough. I don't think I quite um, got to a clear, uh, the, the clarity that I wanted to get to. So I almost want to like re-insert that understanding of our true self versus our 
false self because, um, you know, I always want to uh, be clear about what I believe is our goal. You know, our goal when we enter this lifetime is to be who we truly are, to show up as our authentic selves. The world needs us to show up as our authentic selves because we each have a place in the world's, uh, you know, evolution, if we want to call that. But in in the world, um, you know, uh, yeah, it is an evolution, but it's a growth, you know, for the world to grow and to uh, be all that it can be takes each of us showing up authentically and doing our authentic um, selves instead of, you know, showing up as, as the false self and spending, you know, we each are, we, we're all going to spend some time in the false self because um, that, you know, that's our humanity and our common uh, ground is to, you know, like I said, maybe age up to age five, we have that memory of who we authentically are, who we came in as. Um, Richard Wara also tells a very um, funny story about um, about the ego um, and, or well, about our authenticity and says that uh, there, there's a new brother that's born to these parents and that five-year-old um, or seven-year-old brother uh, goes into t- to, uh, to his parents and says, could, could I speak to my little baby brother? And she, they say, oh, of course you can. And, and he says, no, I mean, alone, um, you know, without you here. And then when the door closes, he says to this little baby brother, quick, tell me who you are. I'm already forgetting. Meaning, you know, the inference there is that we all come in knowing who we truly are. And if you watch babies and, you know, very, very preschool babies, um, they are doing exactly who they are. They're not influenced by the world yet and all of the biases that they then get exposed to once they enter the school system and start to compare themselves to others and, and start to, you know, build those uh, sort of comparisons, but also, you know, um, differences, those, those, those recognitions of differences. Oh, he's taller, he's blonder, he's whatever. We have such myriad, you know, ways that we compare ourselves, which are all, you know, kind of nothing, but we make them into something temporarily. And so they they sort of distract us from our true selves. And that can be just so frustrating, um, especially when we don't have to spend any time there. But, you know, we don't have a way where that where we encourage children to be their authentic selves a very few parents know exactly how to do that and and that's a shame there should be a school that teaches parents how to do that and how to keep that child um in authentic um recognition of of his himself and his place uh in the world instead of you know going down that um that egoic um sort of comparative uh, notion of differences and and all of that stuff that really does dissuade and dis, distract and it denies um, the, the, some very often the true self. So I, I guess I just wanted to make that clarification because I think it's so important to each of us to do what we came here to do. And that's why I started this podcast to begin with, because I do believe it so much. Um, 
you know, one of the ways to 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 ask your or to identify the false self is to say that the, you know, am I afraid of change? Am I afraid of embracing change? If you are, you know, all things that are fear are 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 attached to the false self, and when you stop being fearful, uh, that is you willing to embrace who you authentically are and what you came here to do. So, um, it, you know, don't, don't, don't forget that when you're, when you're tempted to fall into comparative e- ego driven kinds of difference differences, thinking in, you know, in, in difference terms, um, just be aware for the moment that, that here I go again, I'm, I'm being, influenced by my ego false self and not my authentic true self that really wants to be all I came here to be. I think we all underneath somewhere, you know, deep down want to be what we came here to be. I think we deeply want to do that. I think we have that intention, but I think a lot of things get in our way. And I just wanted to make sort of that um, one more effort to clarify that. And in relationship to our career, well, you know, if we started out, the, there's another book that was written um, in the second mountain by David Brooks. And he talks about the second mountain being when we finally get to that point in our lives where we go, oh, my God, I'm going to do exactly what I came here to do. And I'm like now 50. We could get to it a lot sooner. And, you know, I, I just think that we owe it to ourselves to be happy and successful and spiritually aligned with our soul's purpose. And you know, once we're there, gosh, there's no, uh, there's no stopping the, 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 the gift that we bring to ourselves and the world. So anyway, I hope that was meaningful guys until next time. Don't forget to live with love in your life personally and professionally till next time, everyone. Bye-bye.